Okay, we're starting. No, I'm not dressed yet. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's, no, I'm still dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never dressed. <laughs> Pants are a tool of the oppressor. <laughs> any any wizard in D&D that has access to like the disguise self spell like why are they ever wearing clothes they can make it look like they are and then they get hit and it just looks like all their clothes fall off because they lose concentration <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> wow and then it's they really are the bad guy look how they sexually assaulted that player <laughs> Welcome back to Small Constellation. This is Peaches Brittany, yet again, coming to you live from a pre-recorded message. Um, we're all here. Uh, let's get started. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, so today, we thought we would um, actually go ahead and talk to you about um, collections and our various collections of dust collectors and various knickknacks and memorabilia that our wives and or SOs uh, would like to see in the garbage. <laughs> so what do you guys, what do you guys collect? You mean besides accumulated traumas and painful memories? <laughs> <laughs> I collect sins, not tragedies. <laughs> Like, are you on six or seven now? Like, where are you at on the sin ladder? Ah, <laughs> uh, seven. They're all uh, deadly. The <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a whole TV show that you've collected, then. Ah, oh, that's an anime no. reference that I only it, partially know. <laughs> it's a really good show. It is actually a really good show. I really like it. I, yeah, I do actually like that show. Uh, the newest season came out on Netflix not too long ago, and it, it was really good. I got some catching up to do. Mm-hmm. You do. But uh, I guess, actually, that segues nicely into something that I do collect, which is not anime yet, although that collection is steadily growing, but uh, film in general, just videos. Like, I, like, I feel like we, we may have mentioned this on the podcast already at one point, but like, I'm one of those people where to this day, I still like to buy like the hard cased Blu-ray discs for any movie that I want to own. And there's absolutely Hashtag team physical media. I, I know, right? Like there's absolutely <laughs> no reason to do that anymore beyond the collector's element. I feel like, like it's just, I'll be Although, honest, I like having the shelf and seeing all of the boxes and everything. Although there is some companies that say you don't actually own the right to your digital copies, so they can take them away whenever you're just buying access to them. True. Like Disney Plus for the live action version of Mulan? Slightly different, but kind of. I mean, like Fandango now, where I like buy the movie and I can watch it whenever I want to. I, I feel I like think that it's was... just kind of a protection for like 
if this business ever goes under, all of your content goes with us because we can't host it. And that's like, your fault. On a related gaming note, I've always kind of wondered that about like the entirety of my Steam library, which is now approaching like, I want to say like 400, 500 some titles. It's just like, okay, that's just going to be gone someday if I guess the apocalypse happens and Steam collapses. Um, but Well, that's kind of a different issue. Just video games in general, they're the entire medium exists in such a state that there was no thought put into how do you keep this for the future so there you go a good reason for my movie collection (laughs) (laughs) Um, well and for 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 things like movies like movies fit in with pictures and like photos for me i still prefer the physical because I don't want to back up my. I, I just I feel like backing up photos and stuff and like having them in a place on my computer is just not as secure as I feel it should be. Files can get corrupted. You can you know your you can damage your you know uh, USB drives. Um, I'm old fashioned and don't really understand the cloud very well. Um, and a lot of the clouds cost money. And so what happens if you stop paying for those, um, the physical photo, you put it in a picture frame and it goes on your shelf and it's always there. Um, same thing with movies. And I like, I think, I think, I think shopping for what to watch on your shelf, even if you had different, I mean, if you had different movies, I don't know, there are more movies in Netflix, I guess, but Shopping on your shelf for what to watch, I think, is for me, is easier and less stressful than shopping on Netflix, for instance. Because that means just... you have a finite amount of things to watch. <laughs> well, I guess that's, that's just the appeal of Netflix is... is just it's like near infinite. I mean, and it is just more of an event, too, is kind of what I was going to say. Like, you know, if you've got a group of people around, it's like, sure, it's one thing to scroll through, like you said, nearly un- unlimited options. But there's there's still just nothing quite like, you know, you pull out a drawer, like you go over to your cabinet and you're like, OK, these are all my movies and I've got them all organized. Like, like for example, with my movie collection, it's like I have everything organized from my favorite film to my least favorite film, which is a little bit un- unorthodox cataloging how do you find anything Uh, i mean i don't have that many i guess yet because i mean i do restrict my (laughs) like my favorite films but it is growing um but honestly yeah i just kind of have a vague sense of which movies i like more than other movies so if i'm ever looking for a specific movie i'm just like it's like oh no i know it's like i like that more than die hard so i know it's up like up a couple shelves from there or like you know i like that you know that's oh that's that's not as good as groundhog day like oh we'll go we'll go down from there you know so you can just kind of go through and so basically (laughs) god help anyone else in my house trying to figure out uh where a movie is but know what my collection my rules yeah mine are grouped by uh like category so (laughs) i'll have like all the mcu movies together and then other um superhero movies are next to them then we've got a whole like disney animation section and then musicals and etc etc i i 
I will say I, I do make an exception for like series. Like I do keep series together, so I'm not like like inserting a complete you know, psychopath. Yeah, I, I, I keep all my Avengers movies together. I'm not like Man of Steel is in between uh, Doctor Strange and the Hulk. What? Uh, like, yeah, no, get out of here. Yeah, you're making me feel self conscious. I just keep a mental map of everything. Your mind palace. <laughs> that sounds like my spice cabinet. Um, <laughs> Tyler, if he's got a palace, you and I need to go infiltrate it. <laughs> steal his heart. <laughs> well, the princess isn't in there. Yep, phantom thieves over here. So, Tyler, uh, <laughs> wow, is there any sort of movies you collect in particular? Well, now that you mention it, what Jared. a pointed se- what a pointed segue. <laughs> Uh, so I do, I actually, the, the most recent addition in my collection, uh, is that I am specifically trying to get, uh, at least for any of his films available on Blu-ray, all of the Nicolas Cage movies, um, which is no small undertaking. I'm up to, I think I've only, I'm only up to like 26 and I want to say the guy has starred in, I mean, it's it's got to be getting close to, it's like definitely over 50, and I want to say like probably close to three-digit uh, number of films that he's starred in over his career. Maybe not that high. I've never actually sat down and counted it all up, but I feel like I've heard that he's tossed around. He's probably done so. 26 movies a year since his, insurance, or his uh, income tax troubles have began. How many did yeah, you say I did he see was- an article about how he has lost a lot of money on like extravagant purchases. So it makes sense why he's in so many movies. I, I was going to say the T-Rex skull that turned out to be stolen, and he ended up returning it because he's like, hey, that's not cool. He should make a movie about that. <laughs> he probably already <laughs> has, but... Uh... But yeah, um, so Nick Cage movies, like, I mean, honestly, is it a joke that I'm collecting them? Yes. I mean, at least that's definitely how it started out. But I feel like there's kind of a common sentiment that you see among people who collect Nick Cage movies. It's like after a while, they're like, you know, like it, it starts off as a joke and then you gradually just begin to appreciate him as an actor, like his unique style and the fact that like, like it's easy to dismiss it as him just doing these movies for like quick cash, but the weird thing is like even when you know that is kind of what he's doing, you just like he said it before, and you definitely get the feeling watching them that he just loves acting. Like he just he loves what he's doing, and there's something that is so infectious. Like you get so used to seeing actors where they may be, you know, meticulous, like talented individuals and on the top of their game. But, you know, you can never quite shake the sense sometimes that they're just doing it for the money or that they've kind of lost some of their passion for it. Every Nick Cage movie I watch, I'm always like, yeah, that dude, you know, it's like he went out there and he gave it 100%. Or at least if he didn't, like, it's still entertaining or funny. Like, he just, he's having a good time with it. And I've really come to, like, I love that collection. And to my point earlier about, like, picking out a movie being an event, I love that his, like, big old picture of his face is on the cover of, like, pretty much every movie he's in. So, <laughs> that's a plus. It's usually like a weird half-stride to 
do people hate on Nicolas Cage like they do with Adam Sandler? No. Okay. Yeah. Like Adam Sandler, where he kind of started in a sincere place, most people feel where he's at right now is anything but. And it, it would be very hard to describe any performance by Nick Cage other than like he gave it 100% of something. <laughs> his, he gave 100% of his balls to that performance. <laughs> But Tyler, you never know like what he's giving a hundred percent of. But he is trying something in that role. But my question is, does he eat one hundred percent of his green beans? Hundred percent don't like him. Hundred percent don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I knew at least you would under you would get that reference. <laughs> I guess uh, looking around the room, I have a couple small collections. I have a small Spyro collection. I have a small collection of D&D related campaign slash setting books and uh, some medieval weaponry. And I have the Saga series and philosophy books. Are we just going to skip over the medieval weapons? I was going to say, no, that's, that's, books. he's probably, that's Nick. okay, Nick yeah, feels like he's just preparing to start his own nation of Nick. Uh, so, uh, I have some, uh, Plato, some Nietzsche, some Chomsky. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> not Play-Doh, but Plato. But I heard Plato too. And then I was like, wait a minute, how do we get from philosophy to Plato? And you go, I have Plato and I have Nietzsche. And I was like, wait, 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 what? It's very nihilistic, Plato. It just crumbles apart when you, uh, the first time. <laughs> yeah. If you leave it out of the container for a day or so, it just, it doesn't ever act the same again. <laughs> if you ask it to and, uh, its own existence, it just dries up. Definitely, definitely don't eat it. No matter what it looks like, don't eat it. <laughs> hey, it'll just make your poop colorful for a few days. <laughs> you know, I didn't think about. I was kind of looking. You know, in preparation for this episode, I was trying to decide. You know, what things that I considered collectibles and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't think about D and D books being collectibles, but I, I have a fair few. I would I would call that a collection too. Uh, but going back, I, I want Nick to talk more about these medieval weapons. Yeah, no joke. Oh, yeah. uh, did, did you guys know that he's a fencer? Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. but the yeah. people listening don't. No, I do some... Uh, I've done sport fencing, both epee and saber, and I do some historical fencing with longsword. So I have a couple practice longswords, and... I also do a little bit of archery, so I have a couple of war bows and a recurve bow. So basically, he goes to Renaissance festivals every year, and he tells them, <laughs> teaches them about what they're doing. Because oh, they do get it wrong. <laughs> well, no, I, I distinctly remember, like, three or four years ago, we went to one, and you fenced with a dude, and by the end of it, you were better than he was. 
Not entirely, but I will say, like, if they're spending all day uh, sword fighting people that have absolutely zero idea of what they're doing, and then somebody shows up that has the very slightest idea of what you should do, it it'll uh, set them back a little bit. Yeah, I do. I do distinctly remember when, like, the look on his face when he was like, "Oh, this guy knows what he's doing." Oh, shoot! <laughs> it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to stay in character while I'm trying to actually fence this guy. <laughs> I, uh, I guess when we went, the the guy I was fencing against, like, you paid five dollars for like five touches, and we went to ten because he just was having fun fencing somebody that had a bit better idea of what was going on Mm -hmm. glad you clarified fencing again just because when you're talking about uh, having fun with 10 touches (laughs) i was like i don't know what kind of business you were (laughs) (laughs) yeah a touch being if you get smacked with the metal part of a blade you've lost so your listing of collections kind of brings up an interesting idea that there's kind of, you can categorize collections into two different, I don't know, groups. You have like where you collect a specific item like Nick Cage movies, but then, or you can have a collection of a theme. Like you said, you have a Spyro theme. So yeah. like what constitutes your Spyro theme? Uh, reignited art book and I have a couple Spyro like statue things like the Funko Pop and there's like one where his hands are outstretched to hold a controller. Does that work? Uh, it holds a controller or the Switch pretty well. Yeah, cool. I, I got I got him that for yeah. Christmas and a couple have, years ago. I have it on display on a middle shelf Right cool. Now. I was I, I meant to ask you one day about it. Yeah, it's supposed to hold a controller, and there's supposed to be some way that you can charge the controller while it's sitting. I mean, it holds a controller such that you could just plug it in. It's not, yeah. It's not. It doesn't charge it itself, but like the uh, art book from the new Reignited trilogy is pretty decent, really, and. I've kind of been meaning to get into like the Ratchet and Clank collectibles. I know they have a few Funko Pops and art books out there uh, just because I, I really enjoy Insomniac as a developer, but I haven't, I haven't taken the dive yet into that, but it's yeah, a pretty slippery up. slope once you ever decide to go in on a collection. <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of afraid of that. Don't come to my house. I suppose that does bring up another item. Like I wasn't, I kind of forgot about it. And this will actually, I mean, heck, we have a whole episode, I guess, dedicated to Jared's board game <laughs> collection. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, I've got yeah. quite a few of those. Well, like to kind of, for me, I guess it was restricted more to just a couple games where I was like, okay, I want literally every scrap of cardboard associated with the game Talisman. Um, so I've got, everything i think everything at this point that's been published for talisman and then uh descent uh second edition i've got every 
character and box for that and it is kind of like it ends up being more of a commitment than you might think at first like because i remember i finally got to that point where i was like sitting there in the wee hours of the morning like am i really about to drop this much money on this one box set that's out of print like on ebay and then i was like yeah (laughs) yeah that's happening because i'm not just gonna leave like one box out of a complete game like so yeah collections can be dangerous (laughs) yes they can does anyone have their um collections insured (laughs) technically well, I've got renter's insurance, so yeah, no, I have, yeah. I, have, I have specific collector's insurance for my bobbleheads. Oh no, I don't have any of that. I don't have it specific, and I'd have to do some math, but I should be covered by my my renter's insurance. Yeah, yeah that that was the idea is that my home insurance would cover it, but it made it sound like that it would it would be hard to like justify like expense like if i tried to value them so they're like yeah let's get some collector's insurance and that way it's a little more specific so it's like okay like i each piece of my medieval collection is probably about a thousand dollars so i do have them insured technically yeah i valued like if I had, because I have probably over 330 bobbleheads now. Um, that also includes like funk, some Funko Pops or bobbleheads, so I include those. And so I kind of averaged it out. If like, they're not all 20 bucks, but if some were below that, some were way ahead of that, like 20 bucks would still come out to quite the total. So. And just for the benefit of our listeners and me, because I guess I don't, you know, I don't remember all the details, but I know I've seen parts of your collection before. What, uh, like, what what are the main brands, or like, kind of, or I guess, what sort of got you started collecting those as well? Like, it's just a story. So, there. I can, uh, there's a long answer and a medium answer and a short answer. So I'll try <laughs> to go in the meat for the medium one. Um, <laughs> I think collecting it's already in, longer than yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like collecting is in my genetics. Okay. Um, my dad's basement is full of, um, he's a big baseball fan. He's a big Royals fan and he's a big George Brett fan. And so everything in that basement is George Brett. So that's where it kind of got started. And one thing is we like to do on our vacations was go to antique stores. Um, And so, you know, as a kid, you're like, I'm really bored at an antique store. So you got to find something that makes that trip worthwhile. And around the time I was a kid, the baseball started giving out bobbleheads as stadium giveaways to entice you to come to the games. And so I'd already had a couple of those. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I think bobbleheads are awesome. Let me look for bobbleheads at antique stores. So the first... Um, vacation I decided to do that we drove up to Washington State and I think I ended that trip with like 20 some bobbleheads and most of them are sports but I've branched out into um, anything I find enjoyable like entertainment I have Mythbusters I have Disney I have Marvel etc etc 
So it's kind of kind of the thrill of it for me is like the hunt. Like if you're at a place like trying to find something that you could add to the collection, but then I'm also trying to collect all the bobbleheads that have ever been given out by the Royals and other sporting teams and stuff. So it's an addiction, but I need it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just one of many. Um, So it kind of feels like we're going around the room. Um, Jared, what other things do you collect? So, um, uh, I have a lot of Marvel stuff, um, and that's more of a, a little bit of bobbleheads, but also just general kind of like Nick's spiral collection, just kind of general. I've got comic books, I've got Legos, I've got, you know, pins and little other figures and whatnot. Um, growing up, I used to collect keychains and shot glasses, um, but I've kind of stopped doing that, but I still have them. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's probably most of it. I feel like I'm sure I'm forgetting. That's like one I've been too scared to start with. Yeah. I used to have a lot of Legos, uh, growing up, but I was one of those who would buy the set, put it together and then sit it on a shelf and never touch it again. (laughs) They were like more like art pieces than anything else. Um, so I have a few here and there, some Marvel ones. I have my eye. You can get the magic kingdom castle from Disney world. And, but it's like $500. Damn. But it's like, at least you'll play with it more than you've played with your Batman game. I th- <laughs> 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 that's, that's, it's sad because it's true. <laughs> that, apply to a lot of things. that does remind me. I forgot about my uh, Bionicle collection that's down in the basement. I have <laughs> the first. I remember, yeah. Yeah. I have the first wow. two generations of Bionicle, a complete set, including all of the McDonald's toys. Wow. Oh, wow. I haven't thought about so, Bionicle in years. Yeah. Uh, I think it, all mine is, broke. it is the toy that saved Lego as a company. Huh. Because hmm. Lego in the 2000s was about to go under. They had to give up their family-owned business and hire a corporate-minded CEO. And Bionicle saved them as a company. Hmm. Interesting. But well, yeah, um, I guess they didn't I have branded stuff the first then, two then. generations of Bionicle complete collection. Up to when they had their first movie. Anything after that, I kind of aged out of. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, just something I, I kind of forgot I had. Now I'm trying to remember which ones I had. Holy cow, I haven't thought about that in a long time. I think I had one. I had several. I had several Bionicles. Was it my jam? I almost on a whim bought the uh, NES Lego set other than it's like $230. Oh yeah. I also want to get the giant Hogwarts castle. Me too. Oh yeah. Ugh. Cause like uh, one thing I like about the idea of Legos is like making like, you know, people will make a giant train like mm-hmm. set up and like have like a whole village and, 
scenery and stuff, whatnot. Like I want to do that with Lego. Like take every single Harry Potter set and just make your own like Hogwarts and world and Hogsmeade. If it was one of those things, if I ever won the lottery, like I would have a house where there would just be this room that has a massive collection of the giant Lego sets. Yes. And anytime that I wanted to rearrange the room, I would just have some kind of massive Lego battle and mash all the pieces together and then rebuild everything. Oh, you (laughs) Oh God, no. (laughs) that sounds so terrible (laughs) you're offending jared's lego building sensibilities (laughs) my my brother and i had just a box of legos and one of the things we would do is build lego demolition derby cars and just chuck them at each other oh god and whatever car had the most pieces surviving won (laughs) see i'm okay with that it's oh, just no. like when you mix the sets, it's just, oh, man. Nah, they Wait, have you, you never did that? And, like, in this situation, I won the lottery. Like, what else am I doing with my time? <laughs> Good point. You're finding ways to fill your nostrils with cocaine. <laughs> yeah, no, it just I happens to be a different kind of polymer. <laughs> Uh, I, I will say mix my Lego sets. <laughs> that uh, I was watching. They they have that Lego mo- or TV show where mm-hmm. like people, like like built Lego building TV show, and um, it was really interesting. They had a life sized, um, like I, I was I, I I only saw this part of it. I haven't really watched the show, but they had a life sized motorcycle. Um. And, you know, the the host was talking about, like, their next challenge. And so he goes over and he, ta- he starts talking about the motorcycle. And um, are you talking about the Will Arnett one? I don't know. It's like it's where Lego they go masters. Yeah. Like they have they only have a certain amount of time to be able to build certain things. I think and they're like they're one. like teams. Do they have a new season? Or I, I don't know. I feel no, like I'm missing something. So. Um, but in this particular, you know, challenge, um, so he was just talking about the, you know, the Lego set. You know, how many hours it took this guy to make it? How many Legos there are? You know, I mean, take you know all the stats that you you'd normally hear. And like the 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 maker of this was going to be the judge for their next challenge or something like, and he goes over and he he acts like he's about to touch it and the all the Lego guys are are like are you know like freaking out like no don't touch it and he goes oh don't worry we made sure to glue it <laughs> he goes over and he pokes it the whole thing falls over and just shatters. <laughs> And for a second, you know, I mean, then it goes obviously to commercial break for, you know, dramatic effect. But then it comes back and he goes, yeah, OK, so you guys have 10 seconds. Pick up as many of those as you can. And that's what you use to make your project go. <laughs> so it was it was really interesting. I can I could see Jared just cringing uh, for that, that I, whole time. <laughs> I, I feel like I stopped watching that TV show too early then. The, I did the Will Arnett one. I don't think had the one in there. 
Oh, uh, so is it the original British version? It might be. Oh, I, didn't I, don't, know. I don't think anybody was British. Well, so the Lego t- competition TV show was originally a British TV show. It might have been actually with kids. And then this one, uh, this one was definitely not with kids. They were they were all adult builders. If it's the adult builders, I think it's the American version with Will Arnett from uh, Arrested uh, Development. Yes, that one, Arrested. Yeah, Development. I watched that whole season. I do not remember that scene. Yeah, Brandon. I'm not sure what Brandon was watching. I'll have to look it up. Uh, no, it may have been, see, looking, I just pulled it up on Wikipedia. It may have been season one, because that's kind of got a mix of, like, mother and son, father, son, colleagues. But then season two is all, like, parent, child, niece, nephew, niece, uncle, blah, blah, blah. But is that the, which? That's the which, British series. That's the British, okay. Yeah, the uh, the American one is all adults. That's what I thought. So it, it has to be one of the British versions, which I haven't seen. So I'm I'm not doubting Brandon at all. I just only am familiar with Will Arnett. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Masters. called Lego Masters Australia. Well, there you go. We well, were all wrong. Completely <laughs> different. But the show, the American version, was greenlit for a season two that's supposed to air sometime in early 2021. So it probably just got slowed down because of the Panini. I'm kind of okay with another season of that. Like, Will Arnett was a fun host. Yeah, I definitely, um, if I was going to be on that show, they'd have to give me instructions. Because I'm not creative enough to come up with all of that. Like, But I can follow one of those giant novels and i'm good to go <laughs> i will say uh terry cruz had a a guest appearance where he just busted through a wall without his shirt on as you do if you're terry cruz yeah i mean if you're terry cruz i think that's how you enter any room but <laughs> yeah if the kool-aid man was a uh, <laughs> reprised as a human <laughs> terry cruz is a national treasure Speaking of national treasure, one more for Tyler's Nick Cage collection. Yeah. <laughs> Which they may be having a third movie of. Really? Point. I it's, mean, he does need more money. I, it's it's being discussed. I thought they, I, for some reason, I was thinking it was like more than like, I thought they were definitely going to be making one, but maybe it is just in discussion at the moment. It's... It's like a in development hell, but to the point of like somebody's almost pulling the trigger on it to be made. Well, but it's just constantly, yeah. As long as um, it's the premise of it is like a mixture of National Treasure and Wicker Man, then I'm game well, for National what do you Treasure. Keep in your purse, sharks. <laughs> Um, so one thing that I collect, um, is shot glasses. Um, that's probably my most, most of the other stuff that I collect are, oh, that's cool. I can quote unquote add it to my collection. Sure. You know, shot glasses are the one thing that I have actual rules about. Um, so for shot glasses, I 
that's my souvenir. When I go somewhere that's special, unique, once in a lifetime, I don't ever want to come back. We'll never come back. Um, it's my mementos wall, if you will. Um, you can't hear w- me, but I'm nodding my head in agreement. <laughs> when when I um, when I went on my cruise with Evan, I got a shot glass. When I uh, when we went into port in Cozumel, I got a shot glass from Cozumel. When I went to on uh, my um, honeymoon, I got a shot glass. When I went on um, my engagement trip, I got a shot glass. Like um, you know, family reunion, went to a zoo got a shot glass like it i don't want just fun shot glasses i want shot glasses from specific locations that i visit your first aa meeting (laughs) (laughs) i was just about to say are we gonna have to have an around the world shot challenge at some point in which i mean probably brandon will die if he tries to go through all of his shot glasses hey Hey, one of these days we need to play. We need to. We'll, we'll stream us playing shot, shot, or shot roulette. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Jared's like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll all be either tequila or fireball. No, uh, I was just gonna no, say. No, now I'm out. Not involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to die. How many no, do you but, think you have, Brandon? I'm old. Um. So I probably have I'm I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the um the collection the case I have. I probably have about fifty hanging that I that I display. And then I've probably got another twenty or thirty that I don't. Um some of them are fun shapes. Like mm-hmm. I started telling my family to stop buying me shot glasses because they knew that I collected them, right? And I'm like, you know, they didn't necessarily know that I had a, had rules about it or, you know, my own rules about it. So they, I have martini shot glasses. Like it looks like a martini glass. I have a wine glass that's shot sized. I've got a boot that's, you know, glass and it's shot sized. Um, if anybody knows the anime Ruby, I have one with each one of the Ruby characters, like the mains, the, ah. I have their like family symbol or not maybe family, but their symbol on each one on a shot glass i have i i I don't actually think that i have the ninja turtles but i've thought about it um so i've got some fun ones and i use those mostly for actual you know uh measuring and 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 (laughs) shooting yeah um uh but the other ones i don't i don't use the Ruby one, that just is a show that is so close to being something. <laughs> it just misses the mark. Ooh, shots fired! They've got a couple. No, of, I kind of agree. They, with they, they've they've got a, they've got a couple of seasons that they've well, and I kind of wonder too because their 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 main story creator died halfway through. Yeah, oh, I wow. say that as somebody that. I'm probably a season be- or two behind right now, but there's like overall, eight seasons now. Overall, I've enjoyed Ruby, but just 
it's so close to being something really good and they just don't understand storytelling. I will have to have an episode about Ruby later. <laughs> um, I'm trying to, th- you know, I was trying to think of other things I collect and I, I have a nerd collection, a collection of various random nerd things. Like I'll turn around behind me and I'll attempt to um, talk to the mic and not to my bookshelf. Um, I have a bunch of like Pokemon stuff from when I was a kid um some of it's newer um like i've got litten um that's not terribly old um i have various uh figurines um i'm sorry action figures because i'm a man (laughs) (laughs) um a couple of them i do have actually i do actually have a couple of pop figures um not it's not a collection of pop figures i have um I have Donald and Goofy from uh, Kingdom Hearts, and that's 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 my pop collect- pop figure collection. Hey, just like the video game, they refuse to heal you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got I've got um, a set of um, stress ball Engrams, um, one of each color. Uh, well, I don't have a I don't have a common one. I have. Green, blue, purple, and exotic. Yellow. That's the color. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a ghost and I have like I have Shaxx. I have Saladin and his and his I was about to say horses. Uh Saladin and his um wolves. wolves. <laughs> He's got a Gallahorn on his back. Yeah. R.I.P. Gallahorn. I have a mask um, with the Destiny figure collection too. And probably my my collection that I wouldn't necessarily say I'm proudest of, but that has the most monetary value to it. Um, I have so I went through recently, and I think I'm actually missing two cards. Um, I have like a, a slightly different. I have one of everything, but it's not part of the original collection. Um, I have the original 151 Pokemon cards, playing cards. Ooh. I have the original for all of them except Charizard. Uh, yep. Um, the Charizard card was... Uh, I have a, like a dark Charizard, which is like... Um, they came out with different editions of, of the game. And so they have... Um, that reminds me. I need to see if the uh, holographic... Charizard I had survived my parents moving houses. Um, but uh, I mean, I just what I ought to do is what I ought to do is use some of my stimulus money to hunt down those two cards that I need and finish my collection. But um, which I actually might do, come to think of it. But anyways, um, I, yeah, it's like some random card that I don't remember what it is at this point that I think. I found out that it was like a dark or like a second gen or a second it or second version, you know, version two or something. Um, they had a lot of cards, you know, they, they've, they have a lot of different sets of these cards now. Um, but yeah, I had all the 151 original, um, except for Charizard. Um, 
it was actually really cool. I had in high school, one of my friends got me the um, Venusaur one. And so that almost finished my collection. Um, and back in 2000, you know, in the, in the, in the early 2000s, um, you know, that card was like 60 bucks, like alone. So I'm sitting on a little pile of gold. Um, but um, in terms of that, I think that's most of what, you know, I, the only thing that I really actively collect is the shot glasses. And that's just when I go places. Um, and you can't go places right now. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Oh, 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 it's magic. Um, you know, you know. <laughs> so, um, I also collect Rubik's cubes. Well, Rubik's brand and similar. I don't want to call them Rubik's cubes. shapes. Right. Because, um, I do have one, two, three, four, five. I have six Rubik's cubes. One that's like a Rubik's cube that had too much for dinner. Um, it's kind of bulbous. Um, <laughs> the pieces kind of look like um, bulbasaur. Yeah, it, it's 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 it, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's like a square plastic bag. And you filled it too hot, too you know. You, you filled it with full with liquids, and the sides are kind of um, uh, dome shaped a little bit. It's not quite a. It's not. It wouldn't roll. It'll. It sits flat, but it's just bulbous. <laughs> um, I, I I have a wonderful Rubik's dodecahedron, and for those of you that don't know what that means, it's, it means it has twelve sides. Um, <laughs> my 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 favorite. Um, uh, Evan uh, got me that. <laughs> I was trying to decide how I wanted to say how favorite you. Were. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I I have I have one normal Rubik's cube, and I used it so much in high school that the. Uh, half almost all of the colors are gone. The stickers have been like are peeling off, and the coloring, the colored part of the stickers on most of them are gone. You don't. You, it's just every every side is white now, and it's, all of them are peeling off. I could solve um, that one. I have, I have one that is um wooden. They had their like thirty or forty or fifty year or whatever anniversary, so it's so they made they came out with one that was wooden, and they put like stickers on top of the wood. It's pretty cool looking. Then I've got two that are like random shapes. So it's not perfectly symmetrical. It's not, you know, three. It's not a, the, 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 the faces aren't three rows and three columns of identical shapes. Um, they've, they're off kilter. Um, they're still straight, but they're just not equal sides. So it's kind of fun to put together. I have one that's, um, kind of silver plated like not really but it's like silver foil um or whatever and i have one that's gold foil for my uh, golden birthday that i had earlier uh well i guess last year then i've got one that's um well anyways i've got a couple from different various different places that uh one of them's like a sudoku on it um one of them's from the m&m shop that i went to in new york city when i visited 
Um, and the other notable one is it's a sphere. Um, it's just a two by two uh, spherical one. And that one's kind of fun. Um, so I don't have a large collection, um, but they are all very different. Um, and they're fun. Um, I had a pyramid pyramidal one, triangular pyramid one um, for a little while. I don't know what happened to it. I borrowed, let somebody borrow it or maybe I borrowed it. I don't remember. <laughs> um, and they, there's this like wire one that's like it's like flat and you fold it and it's got like rings on it and you can fold it up and you can unfold it and twist it and stuff. Um, it's fun to play with. I never really cared for it too much. Those are my collections. We're just left with Evan, right? Yep, I think so. Um, which, <laughs> talk about ending on a flat note, because I don't really collect things. All right, okay, next time. <laughs> I, I... Well, Evan, you've collected my heart. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You didn't like that? <laughs> Give it back. Give it back right now. <laughs> Now he doesn't even have that collection. Jeez. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, you've given it to Jared and Brandy and who knows who else. So I probably don't even have the whole thing. I just have like a, a, a tenth. You have one of my core cruxes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> um. So yeah, besides Brandon's Horcrux, I mean, I guess... <laughs> I mean, I guess move. I collect movies. Like I have, I actually had to go through a couple months ago and like be like, "All right, self, let's get rid of some of these that you don't actually watch or really like anymore." Um, certain things I got rid of just because they're so readily available on streaming now. Um, right? Is that allowed? Eh, I mean. It's also the only reason if I got rid of it is because it's I, I can find it on streaming in several places and I don't really watch I have to be in a mood to watch it and it I don't watch it enough to justify shelf space and mm-hmm. having to box it up with everything when I move like that is the nice thing about having digital versions of stuff like I'm started to like make my favorite movies the ones I buy physical and then I'm like, oh, I'm interested in this movie, but I don't really want to buy another hard copy of it. I'll just buy a digital version. Exactly. That's that's kind of what I've been doing now, too. Um, I think I'm actually trying to remember what the last like physical movie I bought, but it's been a while. I think the last physical movie I bought was Ant-Man and the Wasp, just so I could complete my MCU collection. Nice. Um, but yeah, I saw a fair amount of those over there. Um you know, that's an interesting question. Like, what is the last physical media you've bought? <laughs> yeah. Nick Cage Which, movie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would either be Brazil or Videodrome for me. The uh, Criterion Collection, one of them. Mm. I, w- I was going to say, Evan, if you, if you don't, like maybe if you don't collect a ton of things, we've kind of hinted at it a few times already for for everybody else. But like, say you got just like a sudden cash infusion or injection of funding, is there anything that like you've always kind of wanted to collect, or like that you would collect? Oh, so probably yeah. <laughs> that list is long. Um, I think 
So the thing that I've been looking at lately, because like a lot of people during the pandemic, I downloaded TikTok. And so like my nightly routine is I like scroll through there for too long when I should <laughs> be in bed. Um, but thankfully, I finally just kind of found my way into Star Wars TikTok. I like the algorithm kind of picked up. Like, uh, oh, he likes these things. Let's let's put more in front of him. Um, and I've come across a lot of people who show off like their custom made lightsabers, um, and it actually looks really cool. But of course, you have to like shell out <laughs> three. Oh uh, yeah, the custom yeah. lightsaber realm is like buying random toys and disassembling them. Mm-hmm. to build a lightsaber it's a neat community yeah but it does kind of remind me i guess it's on vimeo there is a it was a community project to refilm the lost hope and every like they split the movie into like a three second section and just whoever wants it claims a three second section and refilms it it i believe it should still be on vimeo but it's just a a remake of the movie community made Hmm. there you go i have to find that um but yeah i think that would be if i had you know a sudden influx of cash one of my friends actually did that when uh because he got he got let he got laid off from his job, but he got severance, so he got severance and unemployment. Don't know how that worked out, but he got <laughs> both of those. Um, I mean, so, that's how it should work, right? Um, Broad. But he uh, <laughs> he used a good chunk of I think his severance money to uh, like design his own lightsaber and it actually looks really cool um I'm not, i don't remember what company he got it from but they they like let him pick the color and early he's like yeah i want a teal and they gave him a teal um so yeah if, if i had you know money to splurge that might be it i th- i think maybe that is one thing i do like unconsciously collect now that i kind of look at my bookshelf and over where my movies are is i just collect like random things that you know somehow relate to a fandom I'm a part of or some piece of media that I uh, just enjoy, I guess. I don't know. You have a nerd collection. I do. And there's, yeah, it's, but it's very like specific. Like it's not the whole thing. It's just like, so like I have one of the, I actually have a couple of the Megazords from Power Rangers, but it's just the seasons that I liked growing up. Cause I was like, I have all this shelf space. I need something to put there. That's kind of big. All right, I'll buy that. I feel like Evan needs a Zord collection. <laughs> I, f- I follow a guy on TikTok, or not on TikTok, on Instagram who has one. I'm like, that's impressive, but that's also a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, the Gunpla. Yep. Yeah, just that that realm is pretty obscene. Yeah. yeah I, I know some people who collect Gundams and... Like the really high quality ones, like they're super expensive, but they also look great. Like the cheap ones are expensive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't have it anymore. But for a long time, I had one of the, like the cheap ones you could buy at uh, Suncoast or whatever that store in the mall was. Um, it looked good, but it also was very much like, yeah, you gotta have to paint this and dress it up a little bit. 
Like it doesn't uh, like yeah. coming out of the box. That like I'm af- afraid of getting super into like Warhammer 40k. Same. Like I just I I bought a set on a whim and because it was like an Egyptian styled undead space marine. And it's like, ah, oh, these are really cool. To buy the whole set is a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one of those things. Like, if I ever just, like, win the lottery, that that will be the hobby that I begin investing <laughs> in. Until then, uh, yeah. yep, stick, sticking with my movies and board games and video games. Right. So, Evan, you just have to go to Disney World and you can build your own lightsaber and your own droid. I uh, only, only cost like two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, and then and that's and if you want other colors besides just the ones you can pick there, yeah. Well, I mean, they don't have any other colors than red, green, and blue right now, and purple. Uh, that is that is right. They do have the purple, which yeah. is objectively the best color they have available. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. If why know, is that? Because it's purple. Damn it. Yeah. Purple. Something cool. different. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, um. Yeah. If you know, once you know, it's safe to go outside and go to Florida, which <laughs> you know that'll be in three years, the way they're going. Um, I I don't know if it's ever safe to go to Florida. It, it <laughs> really isn't. Like just, in general, I avoid that state like the plague now that I'm an adult. <laughs> but, you know, I think we've decided that we can't use as, as, as human beings, we can't really use that phrase anymore. No, we really can't. <laughs> because we don't. We don't avoid it. Not all of us. Some of us. Well, <laughs> some of us. Others of us are just like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, I would, I would risk a, a, a 48 hour trip to florida just for uh galaxy's edge and then never well i can't say never because i have never been to harry potter world either Uh, i need to go to harry potter world but i will say as a trip as a close (laughs) a close friend that has gone to the uh the star wars disney offering you have to get up at three in the morning to get in line for it Probably yeah. not right now, though. <laughs> uh, I'm sure right now is still the same. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, the people I know that have gone, they're like, yeah, we, most of them, they said they were going to go on like a certain day. They had a day planned out, but they didn't go early enough. So they ended up having to like tack it back on to like the end of their trip because they just didn't budget enough time. <laughs> it's because you have to be there at four in the morning to be in line for that ride. Uh-huh. Which ride? The new Star Wars the Rides ride. of the Resistance. Yeah. Well, they I guess they do have one or two, but there's one that is like Rise of the Resistance is the new one. Is it? And I, that's I the don't one know. that's like it's really big, and it's there's a lot to it. Like the ride itself, that you're like on it for like 15 minutes. Yeah, um, and that one you have to get there in like pods to like get. Uh, boarding times basically it's supposed to be amazing mm-hmm. to yeah. be clear but it is something if you aren't in line 
by four in the morning, you're not getting in. Yeah, they've got systems in place to try to like make it more of like a lottery, but it's still mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and I guess I do have a collection of uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies, <laughs> but like the original ones from the eighties, because I love bad horror movies or seventies, not eighties, seventies. Do you have Pumpkinhead? No, I've seen that one, but I don't have it. That's a. It's a fun. I don't think anyone should ever own it, but it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like those. I like those tropey horror movies where, like, once you know the formula, you know what's going to happen, but it's still fun. Which Leprechaun movie had the friends? Uh, oh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Uh, I think that was Leprechaun. The first one? It's either Leprechaun or Leprechaun in the Hood that has her in it. Uh, it was the first one. Uh, first Leprechaun. one, okay. Yeah. Which is That's another movie. series that... Like, the first one is probably all you need to see, but then they tried... Like, oh, that one was unreasonably successful for being a $15 movie. Yep. So let's see what else we can do with Leprechaun. Yep. Yeah, I remember that was one of the movies, like, somehow everyone in elementary school had seen it. We were like, oh, it's so scary. Oh, my God. And now that you're an adult, you're like, why was I ever afraid of this? Like, like Wishmaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like from those movies, like the John Carpenter movies are like the only ones that are reasonably scary over time. Yes. Yeah. Halloween does a good job of at least making you jump every now and then, even even in even in their like their bad ones. You still there's still a couple of jump scares. I really like uh, In the Mouth of Madness and Prince of Darkness. They're probably the best eldritch horror movies to ever be filmed because hmm. no one understands it as well as john carpenter hmm. yeah. yeah those are probably better than the uh the recent color out of space which is a nick cage movie <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> i've been trying to that one to... yeah it's, I mean, it's honestly, it's a worthy addition, I would say, to any Eldritch horror film collection, but uh, I'm not sure it's much use outside of that. But <laughs> There's something about In the Mouth of Madness that is far and above any other attempt at an Eldritch horror movie. Hmm. I'll have to check that one um, out. It's... Yeah, it has Sam Neill of Jurassic Park fame. Okay. And it, it just that movie is so much better than any other offering where they try to do that kind of eldritch cosmic horror t- thing. Because huh. oh, yeah. uh, John Carpenter, that was one of his trilogy movies where he did that the prince of darkness and the thing and all of them are kind of cosmic horror settings and 
I don't think there's anything that does it better than John Carpenter has done. He knows what he's doing when it comes to scary stuff. Though, speaking of Nick Cage, I don't know how we had a whole conversation about Nick Cage and we did not bring up his best movie ever, which is The Sorcerer's Apprentice. And <laughs> well, I, I, I completely forget that movie is a sequel to Fantasia's. Uh, you're based off of, yeah. Well, you know, I, isn't it's supposed to be a sequel to the Sorcerer's Apprentice sequence of Fantasia, isn't it? No, it just it it's inspired by, it, but it, it's it's got a okay. I guess they, I'm... they though they do they they lift the the cleaning gag like when he animates all the brooms and stuff. They do that like a shot for shot remake in all right. the live action movie. I oh I trust gosh, Evan on this. I thought it was a a sequel to that sequence, but I... yeah, it's it's tied to it. I yes, didn't yeah, realize that was Nick Cage. Wow. What? How? Yeah. How? I what? How? I'm going to have to get, yep. I'm going to add that one. I am disappointed. Do you not have an IMDb, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> Search Nick Cage. Boom, they're all there. Evan, that reminds me of the uh, the guy that played Hercules in the Xena time frame, who is now just a giant piece of shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, yeah. He oh, has yeah. that. He has that one scene that's like disappointed. Uh-huh. <laughs> From when Hercules is evil, which you can tell because he has a beard. That's <laughs> yeah. It, yes, it's really great because uh, the uh, Lucy Lawless who played Zeno. Mm-hmm. Who is a great person all around? Yep, and has called out Kevin Sorbos for his roles in weird evangelical propaganda films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she's like, uh, I'm sorry you've fallen so far from your like D list fame. <laughs> <laughs> Where Lucy Lawless, for example, her her career has led her to a path where she's like a, a she observes high profile court cases and reports on them. And Kevin Sorbos, he is a evangelical shill. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Like, I think the last thing he did was like, God is not dead three. So yeah, Lucy Lawless, great person. Old Hercules, horrible person. But yep, Tyler, you need to watch uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yep, it appears that I do. (laughs) How they they were? We need to talk about this. How, (laughs) How do you not know that that's? Yeah, that's like one movie I would have expected to be in that collection because it's like. 2015 that that came out well i think i think a lot of it is i've kind of been prioritizing the ones that are either like legitimately critically acclaimed nick cage films or ones that 
there's something stand out about his particular performance or like he goes really crazy. And like that one hasn't been on showing up on a lot of the lists that I've been kind of scouring. Like I said, pretty early on, I've only got about 27 Nick Cage films now. Um, so yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot out of there. He keeps popping up all over the place. So yeah, I don't, I, I haven't sat down and like, made a list off of IMDb like you're saying yeah so, I was uh some point. quite a ways off it's a 2010 movie yeah oh yeah no it's it's been a minute um yeah essentially I've hit like his early stuff and I've hit like the 2000 like uh, basically anything pre like 2017 I haven't quite gotten to yet so. actually and, I feel like there's a sequel to that movie um Source there's of a two yeah there's a two there, I don't think they ever made it. They were supposed to be. Oh, is there? Um, yeah, Disney. They had wanted to franchise it because this was kind of like in the early, like kind of around like X Men before the MCU really taken. This off. was like around the time that they did like uh, Johnny Depp as a Native American in High <laughs> Host. The Lone Ranger. Yeah. Oh, Lone Ranger. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We don't. Ugh, yeah, that was cringy. <laughs> um. Yeah, they were, they were supposed to make a sequel, and I semi-regularly tweet at Disney Plus, like, hey, you need to make a... Like, it, it, it's if perfect Disney for a is going to bring perfect. back any Nick Cage movie, it has to be National Treasure. Uh, I like Sorcerer's Apprentice more than I like National Treasure. I know that's pretty I mean, for me, but... I, I'll, uh, I'll let you have that one, because I have not seen Sorcerer's Apprentice. It could be a great bad watch. <laughs> I have a soft spot for the horribleness that is National Treasure. Oh, I love that National Treasure growing up. Oh yeah. It was uh, a real you, love. It wasn't even because I I knew it was a bad movie. It was just I loved everything about it. Did you have the special edition that had like the the secret notebook with the like the infrared glasses and you had to like go to page four to get this bit of information and flip to page seven to get this bit of information and solve the mystery. Was no, it a real notebook or was it just like the, it was, it was just a little insert, the insert in the movie. Yeah. I think I did have that. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> weird uh, Specialist features that are like, Oh, let's follow the director as they try to uncover this mystery. Yeah. Back when they had, Try to have interactive DVD things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back like when the the format wars between HD and Blu-ray first started. Yep. Does Does anyone remember like the first Harry Potter movie on DVD where you yep. have to select the the bricks? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Back, back when DVD I still have it. Were like an interactive video game. Oh, I still yeah. have it. I had Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on VHS. <laughs> Which, unfortunately, you can't do that with because this is only DVD. I have it. We should do it sometime. Yeah, let's see if any of us remember which brick sequence on <laughs> Diagon Alley. Oh, God. Wait, I, have, I didn't have that, but a friend of mine did. I remember that. Oh, I think... Yeah. Isn't it the same as the book? It's like two above the trash can and three across. Uh, it no, not entirely, because there's. I think there are four bricks you have to push. There's four mm-hmm. bricks you have to push, there and it's not the sequence that the book had. 
It's the sequence in the movie. Yeah, it's a very slightly different sequence, which I never understood why it was different from the book, but it was. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't Hiccup uh, the actor that plays Hiccup? Isn't he in the Sorcerer's Apprentice too? Uh, Hiccup from what? Uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, 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 he yeah. was. Yeah, he's the main character. Yeah, if, if the, I want them to make a series, and I want them to pick up where like he's kind of the teacher person now, and he has to like you know find little magician or little sorcerers and train them and all that. You know this. This com- completely off tangent from anything else, but have any of you seen Now You've Seen Me? Yes, yes I love those movies. I haven't seen the second one yet. So, uh, it, no, I've seen the second one. I haven't seen the first one all the way through. In universe, they are portrayed as illusionists. Like, they don't do real magic. Right. But what would you feel about that movie? Now you see me, but with real magicians battling to steal something. Oh, I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Because I I really want that to be a movie versus like Now You See Me is watchable in how absurd it is. <laughs> but if you just have real wizards competing to steal something from a vault... Like I feel that's a ten times better movie. Yeah, I'd watch that. It's just I don't understand what is so endearing about that movie series. Which there's a famous bit from uh, Dan Harmon about how that movie was never intended to be successful, and then they're like, "Oh crap! Now we need to make a sequel to capitalize on this," because. <laughs> Nothing about that movie, like everything about Now You See Me is 100% dumb. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there's nothing about it that's like, okay, I, I get where you're going with this. Let's see where it goes. It's like, this is entirely stupid. Now I want to see what you do with it. And so they made a sequel, which is even dumber than the first one. But I love it just for the fact that Daniel Radcliffe is in it playing. Oh, no. The second one where Daniel Radcliffe is the bad wizard is so good. (laughs) (laughs) They knew what they were doing when they cast him and they capitalized on it perfectly. Yeah, no. Everything about that is okay. Like everything about this movie is even worse than the first one. But because you have Daniel Radcliffe being a bad wizard, I want to see what happens. <laughs> I remember watching the trailer when he popped up at the... Vi- they they did it perfectly. They saved him for the very end. And it's just this big what moment. Uh, I, I have to love what Daniel Radcliffe has done since Harry Potter. Just... Everything he has done has been like off the wall. Like, hey, do you want to be in a remake of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying? And he's not a great singer, but he will give it 110%. Uh He will 
be in some weird indie films because they have just the most random plots and he will give it 110 percent and he'll appear on stage nude with a horse yeah he he gives everything 110 percent so in 50 years tyler's going to be collecting daniel radcliffe movies (laughs) probably started already other than like he is when he does that he's going to forget that he was in harry potter <laughs> he is definitely more down to earth than Nicolas Cage ever was. Uh oh, Tyler, Tyler's gonna take a take a take offense to that. You can find like five interviews with <laughs> Nicolas Cage off the walls, high on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why else would I be collecting all of his stuff? I mean. Uh, <laughs> Daniel uh, Radcliffe understands. <laughs> understands he has enough money to live 10 lifetimes and he will play whatever role looks interesting no matter how bad <laughs> yeah didn't cuz uh gun a- guns akimbo yeah, Guns yep. Akimbo is supposed to be a horrible movie where he plays a person that has like guns glued to his hands. I think they're nailed or something. And wasn't he in uh, Swiss Army Man? Yes. Yeah. Where he I, that's what I, was a, just, I was just about to say. Like, wasn't he in a movie where, like a, a corpse? He plays a farting corpse, but yeah. that one is <laughs> that one's a more endearing story than is Guns Akimbo. Hmm. There's a movie, I'm not sure where you can find it, but he plays like a, a skinhead. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I think his role is an undercover skinhead. And yeah. he plays parts that he finds thematically interesting. Mm-hmm. And you cannot fault him for what he does because he gives it his all it they might not be good movies overall but you cannot fault him for his performance Mm. oh yeah he's he's definitely broken the the child actor curse by far where uh ron the last thing he was in was a netflix series and hermione went on to be like a un correspondent She's still in movies. She, yeah, she yeah. still does movies too. She Where, was in Little Women. Little yeah, Women's was... the most recent thing, but she did that she, one I, with Tom Hanks. So like, I haven't social yeah, media. She, she did. She did like Noah, mm-hmm. or, or Ark. I'm not sure exactly. It was what Noah. It was called. It was Noah. She did. She did the Wallflower. Yes, she did. The Wallflower is watchable. The uh, I I can't I've never been watching because I couldn't read the book. She, she was beating the beast. Yep, and the was bad. And Rupert Grint was in some weird movie, some British movie about a fake moon landing. Yeah, I kind of remember that, that was entertaining. It was. I don't remember much of it. It wasn't bad, but he was in a recent 
a Netflix series where he plays somebody that pretends to get cancer so he can keep yeah. his job and his girlfriend. Yeah. Yep. I, I, yep. I think that's on my watch list somewhere under all it, the other things that are on my watch list. It was okay. I kind of like what Rupert Grint did since he was in Harry Potter, where he like the first thing he did was buy like a fully stocked ice cream truck and just drive it around. Yep. And then he just kind of hung out with his insane wealth for uh, several years. And it's like, oh, crap, I spent so much money. I need to start <laughs> acting again. Wasn't he um, like the fastest person to gain like so many followers on Instagram? No, I think that was. I think that might have been Emma Watson. No, because uh, he just joined she... Instagram. I don't remember. I think he just had a kid too. If I, he's hit at least one, and I think that was a couple years ago. Oh yeah. Rupert Grant made his Instagram debut in November 2020 and shattered records with his debut. He broke Jennifer Aniston's record for the fastest celebrity account to gain a million followers on the platform: four oh, hours and a minute. Damn! Wow. So yeah. Um... What, what you can learn from this is that collections are magical. And dangerous. Yeah, we'll end up buying a collection of ice cream trucks. Um, well, for the end of a collections episode, what better way than to have all of you guys collectively tell the listeners uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, Nara. So long, farewell. My feet are saying goodbye. We'll maybe see you again. <laughs> Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. <laughs> <laughs>